Welcome to your favorite F word podcast, where we dive deep into conversations around food, fitness, feelings, with the occasional fuck thrown in. We're your hosts, Sarah and Nicola, owners of Paradigm Nutrition and Performance, nutrition coaches, besties, and most importantly, humans. This show is for coaches, self-growth-oriented folks, active humans, or anyone looking to deepen their understanding and relationship with food, movement, and themselves. Thanks for tuning in, and we cannot wait to share this space with you. Okay, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Your Favorite F-Word. Sarah and Nicola here as usual, Rue in the background eating peanut butter as usual. And today we're going to talk about a bunch of kind of, a bunch of kind of things, a bunch of stuff. Kind of, a bunch all, of things. All in the realm of like transitions. Um, we have structured this in Sarah's favorite way where we're just going to kind of go with the flow, talk open-endedly about some things that have been coming up for us. Um So a lot of like chit chat between the two of us in terms of our personal experiences and things. But I mean, as usual, we'll try and put a little takeaway or two in there um, in terms of how things could relate to overall health, nutrition, fitness, well-being, and what have you. So we'll cover a lot of ground today, I think. Hopefully. Our notes don't have very much and I am stressed. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. This can be great. So we kind of got on this topic because um, on our last group call, one of our clients had brought up um, just talking about transitioning away from CrossFit. Um, And Nicola has had that transition in her own life lately. She's like a bodybuilder now. Um, And so we were going to talk about that. And then we thought, ah, let's talk about all types of different life changes. So why don't we start with your kind of experience with transitioning from CrossFit. Cause I think that that is one that lots of people can relate to. Maybe lots of people who have been thinking about, or maybe just me who fucking knows. (laughs) Yeah. You have been thinking about it. Um, Maybe a little bit of a different context for you. Um, But seeing as how there was like a CrossFit competition last weekend, two weekends Mm -hmm. ago, two weekends ago now, um, And it felt really different for both of us for different reasons. But I mean, ultimately for me, at least it's, it felt really different because I have transitioned away from CrossFit. Not that I ever really competed even. I have never really enjoyed the competing process, but I was like fucking sold on CrossFit as the modality that was like the best for me because I just loved it so much. So after like literally a decade moving away from it, I honestly thought it was going to be a lot harder than it was. Right. Um, And I'm sure it is going to like feel more challenging for different people, but I had no problems being like, see ya, I'm doing something else, which probably wasn't the experience I would have guessed I would have had. Right. So what made you like make that decision? You know, what were kind of like some things happening in your life that you were like, maybe this isn't for me anymore, or, you know, maybe this isn't for me right now. Cause I think that's one thing that a lot of people struggle with. They, you know, they think if they move away from it or if they take a break from it, that they can like never come back. Right. Right. And I think that's true for everything. Like just because you're ending something now doesn't mean that it has to be forever. Yeah. Um, but I think I was probably thinking about it for a while I would say since we moved to the island it just like hasn't felt the same for me so that's like two years now it just like wasn't feeling awesome I think because like I had such a good structure and routine and like really loved not only like the program I was following um back in Lethbridge but I just like enjoyed the space like the literal environment that I had um at Fuel the people I was working out with, the, like, everything about it. I was also doing a different job. I wasn't full-time nutrition coaching. And I had the, a very low stress at that point in my life. I was working a nine to four or eight to four or whatever. And my whole day was based around training. Like my nutrition was so regimented. I went to work and I knew I was going to get off at a certain time. I was going to go to the gym. I was going to warm up for X amount of time. I knew what I was doing for my warm up because it was like programmed for me. 
I knew what I was going to do for my workout. And I was so like focused on it. Literally every component of my life was like around training right? just because I loved it. Again, like I wasn't competing. I wasn't trying to like be the best, but I just loved it. Yeah. So to like COVID, yeah, definitely fucked that up. Close the gyms for a little bit, um, but also like moving and not having the same structure around working out. Like sometimes I'd go in at 5 a.m., which was horrible. I am not a morning person, but it made the most sense because Brandon was coaching. So I'd go right. in and then like go to the office, a uh, co-working space I was working out of. And then other days when I like couldn't get up out of bed, I'd be like, oh, okay, fine. I'll go in at like for the noon class or the evening class. And it just felt like so sporadic. Um, and for me, I really like had to make a ritual out of training to really enjoy it. Otherwise it kind of felt like aimless for me. Um, right. And I don't know, it was harder for me personally to like have a goal and feel like I was um, actually dedicated towards it when everything kind of felt like haphazard and like spur of the moment, like I can go with the flow for things like this podcast, but in terms of something that's so personal to me I really do like a routine around and so I think that was like a big piece that just like the love of that kind of training wasn't there right um this is and like this is just something that I'm maybe making an assumption on but your guys's lifestyle in Vic is so much different too you know mm -hmm. like you're outside yeah. more you're walking more you're like doing other things with people and stuff like that and I think now that movement in general, like there's so much more movement in your routine and your day-to-day -day life that maybe it's not like the CrossFit doesn't take that entire space up anymore. Does that make sense? For sure. Right? Yeah. It was like, it literally felt like I had um, a big area of my life that was filled by CrossFit. And right. at the time that was awesome because I loved it. But yeah, since moving here, my lifestyle has changed significantly. My like roles, literally my work, what I do every day has changed significantly. My responsibilities, um, especially now in like these summer months, Brandon's away. So like I do everything on my own um, and now we have a dog. So shit just changes. So I would say also like the stress I've had in the last two years, not to mention like the stress of moving and transitioning away from like a place I grew up right? and all of the like um, different environmental and like emotional, all those kind of stressors too, were too much on my body and CrossFit stopped making sense for that. It was like, yeah. I'd go into the gym every day and just feel like shit. And it yeah. wasn't, it didn't lift me up. It didn't like, it wasn't a charge for me anymore. And so like that among like other things, um, that we might not necessarily get into. Um, we're all just like, yeah, something's got to give here. Yep. And it kind of like was a catalyst to me falling out of love with that style of training. CrossFit is such a stress on the body. You know, it's, it's a stress physiologically, muscularly, is that a word? Muscularly? Is now. Yes. Yes. Okay. So it just like, it puts a lot of stress on you know, so many different systems in your body. And I think that what does, I think it was Alyssa who called it like threat bucket, right? Yeah. When your threat bucket is like, yeah, is like overflowing. That is just like dumping so much more water into it. And so being able to change that out for a different style of movement that is less physiologically demanding, less mentally demanding, right? CrossFit takes a lot of mental effort. And I think anyone who has done CrossFit and who has gone in the gym and being like, I don't have the mental capacity to like push myself today. You know, it just, it's a lot. So I think that if you're in that stage where you are having other transitions or you are under high stress, it might not always be the like most supportive modality, especially in the way that like traditional CrossFit is. Mm -hmm programmed like kill yourself every day <laughs> for sure right and like I for the most part wasn't doing that style of CrossFit um it was right, a lot of like, allergic functional... to going fast I am notoriously allergic to going fast but I used to do it because I liked it right. like I wouldn't and by liked it I mean like I enjoyed again the environment the lifestyle around it the like friendly competitive nature of like being in class with people and like having that push 
but I think like all the factors that I mentioned kind of like accumulated into this like lack of enjoyment for it and then I when I would go to the gym I wouldn't put as much effort in I wouldn't like feel the same excitement about getting there so I'd often like put it off I'd go in late um you know or I wouldn't go at all and so I like fully understand how we talk about with clients where it's like find a mode of exercise that you actually enjoy because when you hate it or have fallen out of love with it all those things are so much harder to make progress with and that's exactly what I found I was like okay what's the point now because I go in I don't like it and I'm not then willing to put in the effort and then I'm not progressing so like why bother having goals what's the point and those things really spiraled for me and I was like I have to switch it up because I'm just like I'm not getting anywhere yeah I think that happens to a lot of people too and then it and then the comparison comes in where it's like especially if you've I think lots of people have had a little bit of regression in their performance over COVID, you know, just with everything. And I find this myself, I struggle with this so much of like, you know, I used to be able to do this or like, I used to not be this sore or I used to look this way or blah, blah, blah. Right. And then you're trying to like force that same thing, but without the same like effort or capacity. And it's just like two heads butting together, you know, like it's just Mm. not, and then it, everything just feels that much worse too, right? Because you're like, like I went in this morning and I was really not feeling it. Um, and so I was like, I'm just going to do like a couple EMOMs or whatever. And I was fucking dying. Yeah. And I'm like, why is Partial this so hard? <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, why is this so hard? Like, I may as well just not do it. Right. That's where mm-hmm. like a lot of our heads go, I think, where I talked myself through it and I got through it. Right. But it's yeah it's so challenging I think you brought up like a good point that can probably apply to a lot of different scenarios but this idea of like us constantly improving and never having having any regressions and I when I'm talking to like nutrition clients specifically when we talk about progress I don't like to view it in terms of like I'm succeeding or I'm failing because I think that through something like nutrition or when we're working on anything like physical with our bodies it's you we can't always be improving like take a back squat for instance if you were always improving each day like you'd be back squatting thousands of pounds by now right but there are going to be days you go into the gym and shit's off for whatever reason and you're like okay things felt hard I can't actually hit the weight I did last week or whatever right and I think like when we look at CrossFit or, you know, any kind of like physical endeavor, it can be easy to be like, okay, well, I used to be able to do this. Why can't I now? And then instead of viewing at that, viewing that as a natural progression, that really is part of the process, viewing it as a failure. But I think there's a part where even if you can understand that a regression is part of the process, but then you're not willing to put in the effort to make up for that or to keep going, that's where we have to really be honest with ourselves because certainly regressions will happen. They're important. They're very natural part of the process. And if you love something, want something enough, you can tolerate it and work through it. Absolutely. But if you don't, then it gets really hard to keep telling yourself like, you know, I want to improve on this when you're actually not willing to put in the effort to get past that hurdle. Yeah. And that's where I was. I had to be honest with myself and be like, bitch, you don't actually want this enough to work that hard for it. Which is so challenging to do. And you know, it's challenging for multiple ways, right? Or for multiple reasons, this idea that like, we're supposed to want this thing or like, Mm. we used to want this thing being able to like really sit down and like get real with yourself of like, Hey, maybe this isn't important to me anymore, you know, or straight up, maybe, you know, I'm just not willing or not in a period of my life where I'm willing to put in the effort right now. Right. And that that's okay. And being able Mm -hmm. to kind of have that realization and move to something else that takes so much courage and Mm -hmm. it's almost harder than like just slogging through it. I think. Yeah, I don't know. Slogging through it really felt hard for a long time. <laughs> Every day was like, fuck. Yeah. But I think like now looking back, I don't have 
well, not looking back, I'm like so new into this transition too, that like, I'm still part of a CrossFit gym. I'm literally going in to work out with Morgan tomorrow because I'm like, ah, fuck it. It's fun now. I don't see it as like, I'm not going to give a shit what I'm lifting tomorrow. I think we decided we were going to do like some power cleans and it'll be just like fun to pick up a barbell again after four months of like literally not touching one and be like, what does this feel like? How has my training now translated? Will I be just as strong? Will everything have gone to shit? Who's to say? Right. But I can like let go of the expectations of that for myself. So I don't know. I'm feeling like really excited by like what I'm doing now. And even mm-hmm. when we were at the, the competition a few weeks ago and people were like, oh, does this make you like miss CrossFit? And I was like, no, not at all. Right. If anything, yeah. it makes me so happy. I don't do this shit. Like watching Hattie roll around on the floor in agony oh my after God, her yeah. workouts. I was like, <laughs> sweet baby Jesus, like yeah. good for you. But like, that's not for me. That's not, not my, that's not my me. path. Yeah. And some people love it and that's amazing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's tough. Um, yeah. Do you want to, I can see us going one of two directions right now. We could talk about what mm. you're doing right now with training and what that's looked like, or we could just talk about more life transitions in general. What do you want to do? I want to do both. I well, mean, talking talk- about what I'm doing now doesn't really take that long. I don't think let's start with that um well one of my goals this year that like was not happening was literally just to put on more muscle mass um for an aesthetic reason for sure will not lie about that Mm -hmm. I do want to look fucking jacked but I also just wanted to feel strong and I was not feeling strong um And so I hired a coach to program literally bodybuilding programming for me, which is so my speed, like tempo, everything rest between every single set. Like I get in trouble if I don't rest enough, I get in trouble if I don't go slow enough. I get in trouble if I like try and increase my weight too much and my reps aren't perfect. Yeah. It was literally made for me because I love to go slow. So, um, I'm enjoying the shit out of it. It's also Mm -hmm. like, I feel so good after, don't get me wrong. Like it's hard and I'm sweating buckets, Yeah, but I feel amazing afterwards. I recover like a fucking queen and the next day I'm sore, but I'm not CrossFit sore. I'm not so sore. I can't go and repeat a movement the next day. I'm sore. And then I get to like work and it's fine. It goes away for me. So it's like that very like balanced um, stimulus recovery right now. So right. Shit's working for me. Amazing. So what's like a typical day look like, like of programming? Um, it depends. So I'm doing like a very traditional, like split. So I have four, I'm only working out four times a week also, which is a very big change. Cause when I was in like the peak of my CrossFit, I was in there fucking doing six times a week. Yeah. Cause I was like, give me the juice. Um, so I'm doing four days a week maybe cardio if I feel like it and cardio I'm sorry I wish someone had told me this before but bodybuilding cardio is like go walk on an incline treadmill at a moderate pace for half an hour like are you fucking kidding me this is my vibe absolutely write an Instagram post and reply to boxer messages while you're at it (laughs) yeah exactly like yeah okay yeah um so that's optional for me right now so if I feel like it I'll do that but mostly I do um, an upper body push. So I'm like doing different variations of dumbbell bench. Um, I'm doing, God, I just did it yesterday. What else did I do? Like flies, flies, press. Yeah. All of that, yeah. that stuff. Yeah. Um, and then I have a lower push day, which is my fucking favorite where I get to do leg press, um, leg extensions. Like I'm doing so much machine work, which I also used to like totally shit on. Yeah that has changed my mind big time in terms of like what you can accomplish using machines. Yeah. Um, and then I have an upper pull and a lower pull day. So isolating like different areas of my body. Um, yeah. And it's fucking so fun. Yeah. So wild. It's like crazy. Cause like when I got it, when I got started with training, that's the kind of stuff that I did, you know, like Mm -hmm. I was in Kinesi that's like basically what you learn in Kinesis. And I like mm-hmm. followed all those like bloggers on YouTube that are like, back 
mac and fries or whatever honestly though i used to and i used to talk so much shit about this literally all the time i will eat my words a hundred percent and i also used to talk shit about bodybuilders in general because i was like this isn't functional right but and i used to say that bodybuilding like um in terms of like physique or bikini competitions i was like that's not a sport that's like a glamorized thing and while i I'm not personally interested in doing that. And I think it's like super shitty that you work so, so hard. And then it's judged subjectively based on like what people think is aesthetically pleasing that day. That sucks yeah. to me. I'm yeah. like, oh, people were robbed. Yeah. But it is absolutely a sport because you are pushing your body to like physical limits that I could not and will not even attempt to do. Like it right. is so much work and effort and it has to be like your only priority. For sure. So I'll eat my words on that. It's a hundred percent a sport and it's fucking hard. I agree so apologies to everyone. I, yeah. I used to talk shit about, I, um, I have, maybe I need to just try it, <laughs> but I have like a different view on it. Um, I do think the training is still hard, you know, like anytime you're training, whether it's for aesthetics or hypertrophy or performance, like you need progressive overload. There needs mm-hmm. to be a big enough stimulus to see progress. And that is challenging, right? There's no doubt about that. Um, the type of fatigue that you get from those style workouts is way different than way different you, you get from CrossFit and that mm-hmm. it's just different. Right. Um, but I do think, I don't know. I just like know how unhealthy lots of those competitors are afterwards. For that sure. I just am like, definitely not. Yeah. saying it's not without its yeah. um yeah, negatives false. yeah 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 but I mean we see that shit in CrossFit too we see sure. like low energy available ability in females we see people having like shitty hormones and missing their menstrual cycle just like you could in bodybuilding I think they're yeah. different extremes yeah for sure for sure for sure and you just really want to be aware of like what you're getting into with that kind of stuff so there's caveats with anything but for right now I'm fucking loving it and I really do like the environment of a bodybuilding gym also yeah, so different from CrossFit people are huge it's amazing huge and girls just walking around with like so much fucking muscle and I am like I am a little pipsqueak here like I need yeah. to step this shit up we go in and Brandon is like one of the smallest guys in there. It was amazing. Right. So it's yeah. like, it's very motivate. It's a new source of motivation for me that I like really had no idea that I would be into. Yeah, that's so funny. Um, and people are sweet. People are like the scariest looking bodybuilders are the ones who, if you're like, hey, could you spot me? They'd be like, fuck yeah. And they'll get right in there and they'd be like, one more rep. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. You got it, you got it, you got it. One more rep, let's go, let's go, let's go. And they're so sweet to each other. They're all like up in each other's faces whispering, yeah. like, let's go, let's go. One more, one more. It's like, it's That's adorable. So I love it. Yeah. That reminds me, no one's going to relate to this probably, but Brad has been watching Boy Meets World. <laughs> And there's an episode where Corey and Sean go into like the gym and they're like bench pressing. <laughs> and there's like these two bodybuilding ladies that come in, except they're in like the bright aerobics, like type stuff. Yeah. And they're yeah. just like huge. And yeah, it's so funny. It just reminded me of that the like vibe. Oh yeah. It's totally a different vibe. It's yeah. It took some getting used to, but it's good now. Um, yeah. But yeah. Anyone who's interested in switching things up highly recommend you know mm-hmm. ask yeah. get a if you've never been into the gym like get a pt to show you how to use the equipment um someone you trust get some programming written i would not have personally wanted to write my own programming for this so having yeah. a coach was super super helpful um and i do think as much as like i don't want to be in the crossfit space i have a lot to like thank crossfit for because i felt really confident moving well in a new modality like CrossFit really taught me the confidence to like know what I could lift and to be able to like know that even if I was doing a movement I've never done before I could execute it very well because I knew what to focus on yeah so it was great there for sure I think too if you're someone who it's funny I literally just feel like I'm talking to myself right now because I'm like been thinking about making this transition for a long time but like struggling with it for 
so many different reasons. Um, but I think even if you are still doing CrossFit, you could absolutely add or like sub some CrossFit days for more accessory slash bodybuilding type movements that are ultimately still going to support you in CrossFit, right? But that are way less of a strain on your body and just giving yourself like a new stimulus, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So if you're like, for me, I don't think I could like fully quit CrossFit right now, especially because I work at a gym. It just feels weird, but I'm like, I don't need to be like crushing myself with a Metcon every day and like there for an hour and a half and, you know, um, Mm -hmm. so having, even if you have a one-on-one coach to program you some like accessory stuff, or if your gym offers, it's good to know what the gym programming is so that you can correlate it. Um, but if you have some way of like getting that programming ahead of time and giving it to either a coach at your gym or someone else who does one-on-one programming to kind of work within that, um, that's a nice way to kind of like bridge the gap instead of like sure jumping head first. Like, um, well, before I like came out here to Victoria, I was like full on into Marcus Philly's functional bodybuilding. And that was kind of like my gateway drug into full bodybuilding because I did see the like physical and aesthetic like effects of that. And it was super helpful. Like it translated really well into CrossFit. I got jacked. Yeah. Um, But yeah, that's a little gateway drug if you're interested in testing some other stuff out, but also like still dipping your toes in the CrossFit water because philly still has like weight lift like olympic lifting and stuff right yeah and gymnastic stuff yeah 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 that's fun i should do that yeah yeah i mean it's super fun programming it's still very challenging but i mean like everything it's as challenging as you make it so for sure yeah yeah the mindset that you're bringing into it is more what makes it challenging you know Mm -hmm. being able to be present and like not just going through the motions, especially with that type of training. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Cool. Yeah. Um, but I mean, like in terms of other life transitions, I think so many of like the things that I've noticed in like this, like in the grand scheme of things, small life transition um, has been like really impactful for how I viewed like other life transitions too. Like even like the move out here, I'm noticing a theme here. I'm never prepared for my transition. And then it smacks me in the face. And right. then looking back, I'm like, oh yeah, it was the same as last time. Yeah. So like moving was the same. I was like, you know, feeling like I needed to move for a long time. Finally did it and was like expecting things to go like super well. And I was like, oh, moving is actually really stressful. Yeah. Had like multiple therapy sessions about moving and our therapist I don't know if he said this to you, but Cal had said moving is one of like the biggest life stressors a person can have. And I never thought of it that way, but it like right. makes total sense. Cause like you're completely uprooting your environment and you're, we yeah. rely a lot on our environments, like yeah. not just physical, but like our social and like support and all of that kind of stuff. Well, it's just huge. the familiarity of it, right? Like when you're okay, you get used to the same drive to work and the same you know, all of these routines that you have. And when you move somewhere new, mm-hmm. literally everything is new. There's nothing that is like comfortable or familiar for you. So it's like completely a whole new landscape. And especially if you're someone who is like maybe a little bit type A or, you know, really tied to your routine or having control, it's, it feels just like scattered. Like Mm -hmm. nothing feels structured. It's just like shits all over the place. Your feelings are all over the place. You know, it's, it's hard to like find anything to kind of like cling to as like an anchor, you know? Yeah. The mental energy that I didn't realize I was going to have to expand on things. Like, I don't know how to get to the grocery store or like, which grocery store do I like? Like, it sounds so trivial, but figuring out like which ones you need to go to, to get the groceries that you need. That's like, yeah. oh my God, such a privileged statement just there. But like little things like that really added up for sure. Um, and became like a big nuisance for me. And I think yeah. like on the flip side of that, it's really interesting when we look at like the science of behavior change 
And I think it's really easy to put yourself in a mindset where you're like, okay, I'm moving. And so I don't want to add anything new to my plate or I like have to try and keep things the way they were. But what research has actually showed is that moving or like a big life transition where you're disrupting all those patterns and routines is actually a really, really good time to create new routines, to break old habits or to set in place new habits. Yeah. Um, And I've had some clients that have moved lately that have like, you know, we don't want to ignore the stresses that are going on and like put too much on their plate. But sometimes getting into a new groove can be like super, super liberating because it becomes way easier to break the old habits that we were clinging to. For sure. I have a client who is um, transitioned into a new job kind of with this similar kind of thought process, right? And she feels very, she's like being challenged for the first time and she doesn't feel as like stable in this new position and she feels like almost incompetent because she's learning something new. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's like, okay, you're learning something new. It's a great opportunity to like work on your growth mindset. And then also now that we're working on it in that capacity, what other areas can we kind of like pull that on? Right. And I'm always like, okay, if you were learning to wakeboard or you were learning to, you know, do a new skill, would you expect yourself to have it figured out right away? probably not. Right. Unless you're like a freak athlete of some sort that just like good at everything. Um, so having those conversations around just because it's new or unfamiliar doesn't mean that it's bad or that you're incompetent or that, you know, things are, yeah, that things are bad. I think it just is scary a lot of the time super scary but I think like because with any of these like transitions like whether it's moving or starting a new career like the identity shift that happens too and I think there's like serious potential for a complete identity crisis because like in this example she was probably coming from a job where she was really great at it she probably Mm -hmm. didn't have to think too much about it things came naturally because she had worked so hard already and then to be like at a spot where you're an expert in something and then all of a sudden you're in a new environment where you're like lowest on like the knowledge spectrum or a skill set and you're like shit I am a beginner again that sucks it sucks to be a beginner when you were like an expert for sure but it's like that that's the shit that happens yeah and that's how we continue to like learn and grow and like experience new things and really figure out you know what's important to us and stuff like that you um, said something about identity and it made me think about how so much of like how we identify is tied to the things that we do and Mm -hmm. not who we are. And that's a perfect example of that, of like, okay, if we are changing a career and having an identity crisis, it's because we've tied who we are to that specific role. Or if we're transitioning away from CrossFit and we're having an, an identity crisis, it's because we've tied who we are to a CrossFitter, right? And it's interesting to like think about the ways that we tie our identities to what we do instead of who we are. And a perfect example of this happened to me in therapy last week because I've been, I've shared a little bit on Instagram, but like I've just been struggling with work lately. And I think a lot of it is around like social media and like all of like those kind of back end parts of like running the business and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But I was telling her, like, if I wanted to move to another job or like switch careers, I don't know what I would do, but I know that I'm, I'm someone who learns really quickly and, you know, I can, I could literally do anything is what I said to her. And that was at the beginning of our session. And then later in our session, we were talking about social media and she was asking me like what I liked about social media. And I said, I like when things are like super aesthetic, but I am not an aesthetic person. Like, I don't know how people make a picture of coffee look so cool. That's what I said to her. And she was like, she's like, okay, back up. You just told me you're someone who could learn anything. So she's like, is not, is aesthetic pictures or you know photography is that not something that you could learn and I was like right fuck (laughs) right so that was like where that was 
yeah, it was just like very interesting. So in one of those aspects, I tied my identity to my qualities, you know, and who I am. And then right after that, when I was trying to shit on myself, I was tying it to like what I do. Right. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. Interesting. That was kind of a tangent, but no, I think that's a good tangent. (laughs) I'll have to remember that as I enter school and become the dumbest creature to walk the land. (laughs) I'm excited for you. Oh, that transition is like, I'm super excited. And people keep saying like, oh, are you so excited about going back to school? And I'm like, no, I'm fucking terrified because I, I'm nervous that I'm not going to like, remember how to be a good student. Even like today I'm studying for this like fucking psych 1000 class that I need to upgrade. And like, do people still study by writing notes out? Cause that's the only way I know how, right. Is by writing things out. Yeah, but who cares what everyone else does if it works for you, you know? But like, it seems like such an archaic process now. And I'm like, is there a better way that I'm just like missing out on? You can ask your classmates. That's how I study too. I'm thankful that this program seems like, seems like it's majority like taken by people who have already like had a few careers. So I'm hoping to be the youngest in the class. Right. And everyone's going to be in the same boat, probably of like having some time off school and stuff like that. Here's hoping. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I had the same thing when I was doing my master's, like I was almost forgot how to write. Oh my God. Yeah. How do you have to go from like writing Instagram captions to like writing papers and be like, I can't just like make half written sentences and emojis to. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Cited by question mark, was this the right reference? Some weird face emoji. Right. Yeah. No, but it's, I mean, it's something that you just get used to again. You know, it's just Mm -hmm. another, it's a habit to build. And those, those connections are still there. They just haven't been used for a while they're weaklings they need a little bit of pump flexing on them yeah no but we get them for you yeah well we'll see um but I mean like yeah I guess maybe I'm not like giving myself enough credit because I did think okay I'm writing this final and in my mind I was like I need to have like a month where I've done all the coursework and I'm just studying And then I thought back to like how I used to write final exams when you were like in college and you had not just one, you had five of them to write and you were studying for all of them in a matter of like three days. And I was like, how did I pull that off? So now I'm like, fuck it. I'm just going to book my exam, light a fire under my ass and give myself a week to study. And like, that should be more than enough. That should be plenty. Yeah. 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 We used to cram in like all nighters like oh I didn't I never pulled an all-nighter because I just like my brain would shut off and I needed sleep more yeah that's true I um I was the same I think I had I never pulled an all-nighter but I had a couple of nights but I was much of the preference of going to bed and then getting up early and cramming a little bit before Sam yeah there's there's so much research that says that your body like your brain just can't store that in memory when you don't sleep so it's actually better to go to bed and get a good sleep than to try to stay up studying more because you're not going to retain any of it anyways what if you've never opened the textbook before then is it better to (laughs) stay up you're fucked (laughs) (sighs) yeah i don't know i can't remember if that study i don't think there was a group for that I have a few friends that could put in that group. Somehow they passed. Oh man, it's wild. I was never that student. I have too much anxiety for that to be the case. (laughs) I had like a pretty photographic memory. So if I like highlighted my textbook or like circled things when I'm like writing the test, I could visualize the page in my head. And that like really helped me kind of You could do that just for the textbook? I could only do that if I wrote my notes notes myself. Yeah, same, same. But yeah, that was like super helpful. That kind of like visual piece Mm -hmm. but not everyone is like that no you know what I how I really like to study in my first year of university my friend and I were in completely different classes but we'd study together in the pool viewing area at UofL so sitting in like that really warm cozy space and we would get snacks which was at that point in my life usually like slurpees and candy because like yeah 
that's brain energy right there five hours yeah um (laughs) and we would take turns quizzing each other while the other person the person who was answering gave the other one a massage amazing (laughs) it was so great I think I got like very good grades at that point but it was all it smells so good in there too like I love the smell of chlorine the chlorine yeah like the cool smell I don't know maybe it just like is nostalgic maybe well if we have any L goers that are in school you can take that study cue and use it for your next a plus you're welcome plus you just like feel all good after yeah yeah I want a massage (sighs) yeah life was pretty carefree back then it was beautiful but you didn't think it was carefree at the time I didn't take my first few years of university that seriously. No? Not really. I think because I didn't know what I was doing. I switched majors like six times and was like a general studies major for a while. Just fucking taking things. Taking things to take them. Yeah, that seems pointless. Like I feel like it's so much more beneficial to just like go out and get experience. You know how many nights I've stayed awake regretting that and being like, I've spent this many thousands of dollars on classes that are meaningless to me right. now. But and at the time you didn't know. I had no character idea. building. Was it? <laughs> but I'm just saying if we have any young <laughs> listeners, don't force yourself to go to school. Don't, you don't know do it. what you want to do yet. Fucking There's don't do it. So many things. Yeah. 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 Anywho. Um, yeah so that's kind of another transition is like going either back to school or changing careers and like lots of things to think about there um question for you because you've recently done this what has your transition been like to a new therapist oh um well I had one that was really bad um I thought (laughs) I liked her and then I went to my second session and I got like a full body nervous system shut down and actually this is funny because it happened when she told me she thinks that I should quit CrossFit (laughs) was it the therapist or was it just you (laughs) so and like I don't know I think she was like more like usually therapists like try to get you to come to that conclusion but she was like she's like I went on this rant about like my life and then she's like okay so what I took from that was that like CrossFit isn't serving you right now And I was like, fuck you. Like, I just said a million things. And that's the one thing you took from it. Like, I'm not ready to like confront that yet. And then she was like, what kind of movement would feel good? And then, um, and you were like, ring muscle ups, burpees, (laughs) squats. And she was like, fuck my life. Get out of my office. No, but I was like, I don't know. Like, she's like, like right now, what do you, when you think of like movement, what do you want to do? And I was like, I kind of just want to like, like be weird. And I didn't do that. I just like made a weird gesture in a club, like convulsing my body, but <laughs> I didn't do that. It was also on zoom. Um, I didn't do that. I just said, I feel like I want to like wiggle and like dance or something. And then she's like, okay, so could you do that right now for me? And, and I was like, no, <laughs> absolutely not. And I just got like, so weird. Like, well, it was so that's weird. A, yeah. So anyways, I didn't talk to her again after that, Um, (laughs) but then I found this new girl and I actually got connected with her because I wanted to see a different therapist at the clinic who I had had like a consult with when I originally chose the other girl, Um, but she was full. So they were like, we recommend this girl instead. Um, And yeah, didn't know how I felt like the first session or two. Like, you know, I just hate going in and like our first session was 90 minutes and it was 90 minutes of me telling her why I'm fucked up, basically. <laughs> like I was like, these are all the things that happened to me, like blah, blah, blah. Especially when you've been in therapy for a long time and you kind of like know way. things. Like it's I'm like, okay, this way. happened and I'm like this now or like, you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but well, I am actually really enjoying her now. Good. I'm glad. Yeah. I yeah. think that's like a take home for anybody who's never been to therapy. The first few sessions suck and you yeah, just absolutely. have to break through to the other side where yeah. you can actually have a dialogue instead of like, it really does feel like you're just like dumping 
for the first little bit and being like, is this important? Do I say this? And it's just kind of like a, your stream of consciousness that just like kind of comes out yeah. and it takes a while for the relationship to like build where, you know, the therapist can actually ask questions relevant to what you're experiencing now, but also draw on what you've said and kind of weed out like what was really important, what is still impacting you and what's kind of just like, you know, felt big at the time for whatever reason. And it, yeah, it's hard. It's like, I would book yourself a day off the following day after those first <laughs> therapy sessions, or at least like an evening off to just chill because it's draining it's super draining and it's I think it's important to go with like no expectations especially those Mm -hmm. first few sessions you know because if you have expectations of like what they're gonna say or how you're gonna feel if those aren't met you can write it off really quickly um you mean you don't just go in and feel like a new woman after I wish (laughs) that'd be nice I would be yeah that would be nice but it just like, I don't know, it's tough. And on the flip side of that, it's also important. Like if you go a few sessions and you're not feeling it with that person, like you mm-hmm. can try someone else and it sucks to go through that process again. But if you're ultimately not feeling comfortable that with that person connected to them and you don't trust them, you're missing out on the point of therapy. Mm-hmm. Well, even in my textbook, I learned one of the biggest like positives or like um, factors that influence the positive outcome of therapy is the client therapist alliance or like the relationship and to build rapport and have a good relationship really does or can outweigh the therapeutic modality. Absolutely. In terms of like effectiveness. Yeah. We see that in coaching too, right? For sure. you can yeah, have it doesn't all really of the scientific it. knowledge in the world if you can't connect with your client and make them understand it in a way that makes sense for them. It's worthless. For sure. You yeah. may as well just be a textbook. You know? <laughs> Maybe in another life. Yeah. What would your I don't I don't think called? you were a textbook to, in another life. <laughs> more you were more you like a I diary. Was? No, you were a diary. <gasps> yeah. I was a diary in another yeah. life. Oh yeah. my God. That's oh, so fitting. Yeah. Okay. Would you have been a textbook? Uh, I think I would lean more to a textbook than you would. Maybe, maybe I, but I, maybe I was a textbook, textbook with some, like, maybe I was like a textbook with some notes in it. Like the no, 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 you were a te- poison or like thing you know (laughs) I was gonna say you were a textbook with like um the software attached to like do the follow-up assignment right where it's like now go put that into action take what you've learned and now go answer these questions and get them right no one ever did it (laughs) (laughs) they're like I'm just gonna read another textbook (laughs) that's so funny Okay, we've been going on for a while, so I think we should probably wrap this baby up. Yeah, I mean, the other things on our list were like transitioning into a new relationship, but I feel like maybe we'll just save that for another episode later on. We haven't done a relationships episode in a while, and I think we should do another one. Yeah, I think we should too. I have lots of thoughts on that. Okay, (laughs) write them down and we'll circle back. Right now, yeah, it's a good time to stop because Rue just came into the room. Look at her. Well, cutie. Hi, Rooster. Oh, what do you want? <laughs> Attention. Yeah, she finished her peanut butter, so she needs something now. Oh, we're coming yeah. up. Hello. 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 Welcome. Hi to everybody. And yeah. Everybody. I mean, Jen. <laughs> she looks so cute. Yeah. I gotta take a pic. Cute. Take a pic. Okay, we need a fuck yes and fuck no. Okay, we'll take a picture first. Rue. Look over here. That's cute. Um, anywho, we're still recording. Ooh, what are, smells. what's our, like peanut um, butter? The, the, no. Uh, the fuck yes, just because I, this is dumb. But the puppy smell, she still smells like a puppy and this puppy smells so good. I can't describe it. They just do. That's funny. Yeah, this our friends so just big. got a little um, sheepdog puppy. Oh, cute. Oh my god, she's adorable. She's oh, adorable. Remy. Oh, cute. Yeah. Is it short she's for Remington? I don't think so. <laughs> oh, just Remy. Oh, 
Okay, what's your fuck um, now? Well, my fuck no is just from personal experience this morning. I'm trying to, it's funny when you were like, I don't like working out in the morning because I don't either, but I'm trying to switch my routine up because it's just not working for me right now. And I was like, mm-hmm. I want to get up, do my morning routine, go get my workout done and then get ready and then have the full day to work. Mm -hmm. instead of I usually go at like one you know and then I'm like do my work in the morning but then I'm also like oh I have to go to the gym later and it's kind of like dooming on me yeah Yeah. and then there's no fucking way I'm doing any work after the gym no absolutely at like 4 p.m yeah good for anybody who can but yeah so I was like I'm gonna start going to the gym in the morning and I went this morning and it's just like gonna take a while (laughs) yeah it's fucking trash so yeah but, but uh, good luck with that. Yeah, it's nice in the summer because it's not quite as hot outside yet. Oh, also true. It is hard yeah. training in the afternoon. Yeah. No. Anyway. no, 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 no. Okay, well, we're going to wrap it up. Yeah, this bitch is getting a little wily. I need to take her out. She Side needs note. to pee. I also need to pee. Okay, but I'm in the office right now and I can see into this other guy's office. And he's on a Zoom call meeting and he looks so serious and he looks like he's not having as much fun as we do. And I feel bad. Yeah. You should go tell him. Yeah. Go tell him why, to smile why so a serious? little bit more. Oh, you. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah. Everyone's got to be so quote unquote professional here, you know? Ew. Yeah. I hate being yes. professional. Yeah, fuck no. That's why like oh, Rue I don't hates love- it too. Rue hates it. Yeah. I don't like online therapy, but like maybe I'm best suited for it so I can look like this. Right. <laughs> Not like Dobby. Like Fuck Dobby. you. <laughs> I'm gonna I wear this dress on the first of day of Dobby dress into the show notes. Yeah, my it's God. Cute. I can't. It's I have the same Dobby. shirt. So, anyways. Hey, anyway, bladder about to explode. Catch you on the flip. Love you flip. all. Catch you there. Bye.